coming. Pass is picked off. He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore down on the right sideline. Into the end zone, and he's picked off. Back the other way. Yeah, but I think uh, if Julio Jones was in Mike Evans' place, he would have put up even more numbers. That's what I'm I love saying. you, Josh. I, I, I'm already, <laughs> already so happy that you've uh, you've come on the podcast. <laughs> great you contribution. Would, now, you, is it like you lost a bet, so you have to put the Mike Evans uh, one up there too? Jazz just bought it for me as a joke, and uh, I'm kind of riding it out. So because it's a red jersey, when he opens it up, he might have I thought, thought it oh, it's funny. a Falcons jersey, and then it wasn't. And then I felt bad, so I bought my Julio Jones jersey as well. What is Mike Evans is still on the Buccaneers. So, uh-huh. I mean, he's got to get off that team for us to figure it out. Julio Jones was on the Titans and now where did he sign? He's just, or is he just a free he's agent. agent. He should be going to the Colts. He should definitely go to the Colts, link up with uh, Matty Ice again. That's where he should go. That'd be interesting. Hmm. And they already have an aging receiver in T.Y. Hilton, so uh-huh. they could use another. Yeah. They could just be the old. I mean, Frank Reich would love that. He'd love to have just a locker room of geriatrics you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like the team that madam wanted to create you know 2013 2014 when you're doing franchise mode on the game or something like that it's just like five six years too late on that one unfortunately exactly yeah (laughs) ty hilton's done nothing for ages as well so they really need to he's been injured though yeah but still he's been quiet even when he has been healthy well he's had garbage quarterbacks since andrew lux left i mean other, I mean, even Philip Rivers, yeah, with his stupid sidearm. I mean, <laughs> T.Y. Hilton, T.Y. Hilton's ninety yards down the field, and Philip Rivers is like checking down to slot guys and tight ends the whole time, throwing it out of the Phillip backfield. Rivers. Well, that's, that, that's uh, the, I never got around. I never got along with Philip Rivers. That whole two thousand four QB class, I had a resentment towards because we drafted J.P. Lossman out of it. So, <laughs> just that whole name. lot. Lossman's oh. reputation, Jesus. Lossman, I mean, he was a menace around town too. It was, I was, I was, uh, my old boss was like good friends with him and we'd go out to drink and he'd never call me by my name. He'd call me Jim's guy. He's like, you want to oh. drink Jim's guy? Hey, Jim's guy, we're going over here. You want to come? Never would use my name. And so I hated his guts too, <laughs> but he was the quarterback of my team. You know, I was like in such a weird spot. Yeah, you, you guys had a had a w- real kind of wild ride of it. I remember because I, oh, I, yeah. I, my first ever NFL piece of merchandise was a Bills hat when I was about six, seven years old. Uh, we had some friends that kind of sent that over. So I always had a bit of an attachment towards the Bills. We always quite liked them. And was then... that a uh, imperialism thing where you guys just got a shipment that they sent over to uh, <laughs> one of the third world countries? <laughs> you took in a shipment? Yeah, yeah it's probably yeah. one of the ones like the, uh, the NFL Super Bowl losers ones. You know, the ones that have all the winners. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sent it over to everywhere. You yeah, know? we came in through one of your ports first. You know, you got to make <laughs> yeah, sure they're not yeah. getting any contraband. There's hundreds of kids walking around Croydon with four consecutive Bills winners <laughs> t-shirts in Super Bowls just wandering around the place. Um, what year would that have been, though, when you when you first... Uh, when I was six. I guess that's like, uh, what, 94, 95, something like that. So post-Super Bowls, yeah. Yeah, yeah, way after that. But um, And I also had a, I had a video game called 
uh, Tom Landry strategy football. And it was like an NFL manager <laughs> game. So you called the plays, but you didn't actually make the players move. You watched the plays happen. And I always used to be the Bills on that. So I kind of knew a bit about like Jim Kelly and all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, and then when I got into really watching the NFL, obviously Drew Bledsoe got injured with the Patriots. Brady steps up, all that happens, and Bledsoe ends up on the Bills. And then since then, it's just been like this garbage ride of QBs oh. that have never done anything. Even kind of right before that. I mean, we had the Flutie-Johnson debacle that took us to the playoffs. And I, if we would have not had the Music City miracle happen against us, I think that team would have gone pretty deep. But who knows? I mean, the Titans did go to the Super Bowl Titans that team. year. Yeah, that was a really And we, we basically beat them. And then that bullshit happened and uh <laughs> very clearly a forward pass so i mean you know we had that that stuck in our crowd but we didn't go to the playoffs then again until just 2017 but yeah it yeah. was like there was a little bit of a string of quarterbacks between jim kelly and flutie johnson time i mean even rob johnson wasn't the answer i don't know ralph wilson told um wade phillips to put him in for the playoff game, he's like, I'm paying this guy a bazillion dollars. Flutie was making no money. He was just supposed to come in as a backup. And then he lit it up and they didn't go with the hot hand. They're like, we're paying Rob Johnson. Put Rob Johnson. <laughs> Baffling. Yeah. It's a terrible decision executively. Like you can't. Yeah. And it, I mean, there's that, but I mean, we still almost won. Like Rob Johnson played his balls off. He played like, I remember there was like a distinct player. I remember seeing him like lose his shoe and like run for five yards, but like, <laughs> It was me and my buddy. Uh, we still talk about it to this day. We were 13 at that time and we were at his parents' house watching it and we switched seats in overtime. Like we, we got, we switched oh. chairs and that we talk about it to this day. We're like, that cursed us it for 20 years. We said it as it happened. And then even 20 years later, we're like, as we missed the playoffs year after year, we're like, we switched seats, man. That's what happens. <laughs> I don't know if you um I don't know if you follow how much you follow soccer, Josh. Uh, but many many years ago, AC Milan and Liverpool played in the Champions League final. Massive game, obviously, and uh, Milan is three 0 up at half time. I'm a big Milan fan for various reasons that we don't have time to go into, and uh, wasn't watching it with my dad, who's also a big Milan fan. But that night, he went to the fridge at half time and opened up a beer as kind of a little half-time victory beer liverpool came back 3-3 three, three in the uh, se- uh by the end of the second half and won it on penalties and my dad has never now had, did never had a beer at halftime since scumbag. oh i was gonna say did he <laughs> declare it a victory beer or did he say this because i do beers all this but i call them rally beers i go oh we're down we need a score here rally beer we need to do yeah, a rally yeah. beer well they worked in that um in your patreon special which yeah, is- no, I did a couple of them there. Yeah, <laughs> had to. I mean, we were. Whew. What that was a, day. a wild game. That Insane wild game. game. I, yeah. I didn't get to really properly on. enjoy it. How did you go on and perform after that, Josh? I was drunk. I was very <laughs> drunk by the end of it. I literally was. I don't remember. I held that audience. They were already there for an hour. And I was having such a good time with them that I. It numbed the pain of the loss, but also, like I said, I was drunk. I'm like, well, I have to give them an act now. And I yeah. did my act probably so terribly. I, <laughs> I have video of that. I have not brave, not brave enough to watch that yet uh, back because it's like, whatever. At that point, it's all bonus time. I've already been up there for 
double the amount of time i'm supposed to be so but nobody's yeah. had a drink because they collected the checks midway through oh <laughs> i forgot about that part too and i'm like i just gave them another hour i mean i can't believe people stayed it was it's really something i think they loved it i mean particularly the guys i'm guessing there was some maybe I'm sure some, some ladies probably weren't so happy happy about it, but... yeah but in milwaukee i don't know if you know about milwaukee i mean very blue collar uh type of place they are giant packers fans so great football audience so they kind of understood where i was so i mean even the women like if you go to buffalo there's very um football intelligent women or just like you know even the hottest like girly girls they like know what they're talking which Mm -hmm. is kind of crazy so yeah but that's something that the u.s has right anyway i think like there is such a great sports culture that you get people from all across you know genders everything all walks of life everybody still seems to have some kind of vested interest in local sports teams where regardless of whichever sport i love that about the us is that you can go into a bar and you can see like the old guy next to like the smoking hot 25 year old girl and they're both watching the same game and both have the same kind of level of commitment in it man it's something yeah. that you guys do really well i think across the pond yeah it depends where you are uh i think there's parts i mean i'm sure it's the same in in uh england like with the soccer teams like here if you're in la though i mean there's i guess there's rams fans i haven't met one but i mean like (laughs) i don't know where they are but they exist i mean i've seen a couple and it's because they either came from a city that doesn't have a team and they're just living here now so like why wouldn't i be a rams fan or there are people that like uh are there's a lot of latino rams fans i feel like they're they're all rams fans or raiders fans which is so weird too um and then that's it. I don't know, like, I guess Hollywood people, but it really is a strange place to for fandom. I don't know who's I, like Lakers are different. I feel like there's a lot of Lakers fans, but yeah. Rams, I feel like, are a different thing. I feel like the Lakers are a long Charger fans. Championship franchise, aren't they? That's the thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then, you know, like you said about the Chargers, I mean, hell, two years when I first moved to L.A. from Buffalo, it was like September 2017, and the, the Bills played the Chargers that season in L.A., and they were still playing in some, like, rinky-dink MLS stadium. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. StubHub Center. StubHub yeah, yeah. Center. It says 12,000 people or something like that. And I, like an idiot, bought a ticket for $80, like, right when they went on sale. And I could have just walked up to the place and bought one for $8. And that's 12,000 seats. There were maybe like 7,000 people there. It was insane. I go, this is insane. Yeah. It would have put you in a box seat for 20, right? I thought I was watching training camp. I'm like, this is a regular season NFL game. And there's 7,000 people here. This is crazy. Sorry, and that game, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say that game, Nate Peterman threw five interceptions in the first half. Uh, and I was, oh, it was that game. Oh my God. That was I was crazy. ready to go on the field and like <laughs> just execute Nathan Peterman myself. I'm like, there's 7,000 people here. Will they even notice? Is this even being broadcast on television? I couldn't it. believe it. I I, th- I was definitely thinking about it. I'm like, they don't have security here. There's only 7,000 people here. <laughs> I could so walk up 7, to 7,000. How many were Bills fans? That's the bigger question. Oh, there were so many Bills fans. And there were some people there in Chargers uniforms. And they were like chirping me. I'm like, your team's not even real. Okay. Like <laughs> you're playing in this stuff. I mean, I don't even remember. I think Philip Rivers was still playing for the Chargers at that time. Yes, yeah, 2017. Yeah, yeah. And it was like. There was somebody who was having a day against us that wasn't very, wasn't like ever heard of again, but it was, 
the worst game I've ever been to. And then the last, I, I finally got to go to another Bills game this past season, and I wa- went to the game at our stadium, Ralph Wilson Stadium, or whatever they call it now, Highmark. And uh, it was the Colts game, 56 to 13 or something like that. I'm just like, I'm done, dude. I don't think I'm supposed to go to games. <laughs> we got out of, out of like the five games we lost, I went to the worst loss of all where we just got smoked. That's so through. sad, man. I, I really want to, now they've announced obviously the new stadium going to be built in Buffalo, which I personally am not a fan of. I'm not a Bills fan, so I don't really get to have a say in it anyway, but I like to see the old ground still oh me too i'm gonna miss it but it's like it's we have to i mean it is it's gonna be sad when we switch over but i mean we need we just need a new stadium for to grow with the league i mean it's just uh isn't that what makes Buffalo unique it gives it that character like it's still like a raw old winter football town you know i agree and that's why they're not going to put a dome on it yeah it's going to be open air isn't it that's cool yeah yeah, they're going to cover this the stands which is nice because right now it's just like a tornado in there i mean it is it is literally a like nascar track the way that the wind whips around inside of it but um it's just also falling apart it's an old it's from the 70s you know what i mean it's a old ass building and they did renovations to it but it's like how many renovations can you do and plus they want to do more like concerts and stuff it's it's just better and i'm glad they're keeping it down in orchard park too and they're not putting it downtown because that would be yeah or moving to another city can you imagine well that's the bills suddenly got really good at football and then Left. Well, I would really, I would be the end of me. I mean, I would. Yeah. Be... <laughs> I want to think about it. I would, yeah, I would go to like sacrifice myself in the state, in the center of the stadium, and I feel like you're gonna have to bury me here with it. I would be a nightmare. I, I joked on my podcast. I was like, if they go to Austin, I'm going up in that bell tower and jumping out the one that the guy at shot all those people from i'm gonna go up there but i'm gonna just take my own life Jeez. i don't even know where that is but i'll oh, find dark. it That's I, hey if the bills left that would be the end of it i would be what else do i somebody said to me they're like how much would you would you have spent on a super bowl ticket i was like 25 grand i would have spent 25 grand like without even blinking they're like that's a lot of money i'm like yeah but like what else is there i'm not gonna buy a car i don't have children like what am i spending money on yeah. this is the only thing you know? Yeah. Well, I hope you've been saving because the bills are going to be one of the favorites again next year. So. Oh, I've got it ready. Chance, man. Yeah, no, I uh, I just saw a thing on NFL Network that said they were like somebody had them number one team in their power rankings. I'm like, what universe is this? It's still crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's That's fair. probably too why the game the game against the Chiefs it didn't hurt as bad. Yeah. As people would think, because it's like we're in it dude this is crazy that we're like in the conversation to me like the fact that we're not just nine and seven or whatever it, it looked like it hurt a little bit i mean I, that's, oh of course it hurt it's but one it's one of the you know what i'm saying I've like i've watched that that video footage of you on stage as a sports fan oh, who likes you. stand-up comedy it's genuinely it, it hurt when it gets to 13 seconds and you're like, you say, I think it's Tyreek Hill suck my dick or Patrick Mahomes suck my oh dick. Oh my God. And oh, I'm like, yeah. don't, Brutal. don't just stop saying these things because you know, as the viewer, what is about to happen. That was the jinx. Yeah. You shouldn't have moved seats and you shouldn't have told Patrick Mahomes to suck. Oh, I told them the whole time. I mean, that wasn't the jinx. We came back and scored. And <laughs> I just, I knew him. I've seen the script in my head as a Bills fan. I knew what was going to happen. Once they kicked it, I thought, 
Tyree Kill is gonna do some bullshit. I think I said that. I was like, we're yeah. gonna, we're gonna Tyree Kill is gonna just do some Tyree Kill. Patrick Mahomes is gonna do some no look pass bullshit, and we're gonna. Andrew fucking... Santino's boyfriend is gonna. Come yeah, well, I did that. <laughs> Talked a lot about that. Yeah, yeah, that was great. <laughs> It's yeah. If anybody wants to go onto Josh's Patreon, you don't need an excuse anyway. But that is the reason to sign up. I mean, I that is I would have paid like a, you know forty dollars just to watch that episode alone, just to, <laughs> just to see that. It's it's absolutely awesome. I can't recommend it highly enough to other people. Yeah, um, I've had good feedback on it. I I didn't know what to. I mean, because it's not stand up at all. It's just like an hour of me watching a football game, basically on a stage, and so. I mean, it's like there's jokes in it or whatever, but I was like, I'm not putting that on YouTube because I don't want it to be like the representation of my act, like when people are buying <laughs> yeah, a ticket yeah, to come see me. Yeah, so I was like, I'll right. put it on Patreon and see, but I've gotten such a good enough response. I might put it on YouTube someday. You, and you could, you could think about doing it next year. On I also think the whatever. NFL will come down hard on me if they Probably, yeah, put it on YouTube. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just on in the back. There's no sound. So I don't know if it would like jinx it i know uh major league baseball i did a live stream during the all-star game and they came quickly because my twitch stream was like rivaling their stream oh, too whoops. and there was like it was them and then me right beneath them and i was like they were like what the fuck is this and they caught the audio in it and they shut me down they got my twitch suspended for like two weeks oh man crazy Shit. Have you not and if I lose that? my YouTube, that's like my literal job. So I'm like, I'm scared to put it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Have you thought about, though, maybe doing some more of that kind of stuff when the NFL season starts, doing some like Twitch live streaming and everything like that? Yeah, I'd love to do. Um, I'd love to like go to towns and watch games with people at their bars or whatever, too, you know, London. and do that kind yeah, of thing. Come to London. London. No, I mean, I'd love that. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how uh, how much it grows or how much people like want it and and all that kind of thing but um yeah that would be the dream some days and if i can get people like if i can generate enough to like get some other people on board you know that are fans of like say the bills are playing uh you know the ravens and i get sickler on board we go to baltimore or something oh, like that you know what i mean yeah. those kinds of things so that's what i'm looking f- to do down the road at some point once i can build up my infrastructure here a little bit well look we uh we are under the uh, great umbrella corporation that is verge magazine here on the return the picks podcast all views expressed in the podcast are not the views of course of verge magazine apparently i have to say that every single time we do this but uh oh no yeah i didn't know there was a magazine i'm sorry for no, all no, the things no, i no. said no no it's... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the best thing is is uh is great and powerful andre who's got us involved with verge magazine to help us promote the podcast is like no just keep doing all the content and all the stuff that you've been doing previously we don't want to really do anything just make sure that you say that the views in this podcast aren't representative of verge magazine and we're golden i i promise verge magazine has nothing to do with me i'm over here <laughs> bouting off how uh how excited are uh you as a steelers fan jazz to uh have mitch trubisky i mean Lovely. Ollie came Love up for my birthday. Well, when it was my birthday, and Ollie came up, and the first thing he came up through the door saying was, "Oh, you've signed Mitch Trubisky," and I said, "No, you're talking bullshit." And he got his phone out and showed me it, and I almost cried. Happy birthday, motherfucker! Yeah, that's what it was like. But, but then- don't you think it's like you're? See, this is the thing about the Steelers that I have as an outsider. I always go, they seem to know what they're doing all the they time. Do. Yeah. So you go like, 
if Mitch Trubisky on the Bills was supposedly rehabilitated his image so much and they went after him and they're not going after Garoppolo or Baker, they I'm like, do they know something? Or like Tomlin's like, I can work with them. I'm I'm just thinking, I'm like, hey, this this maybe this is one of those things that I didn't see coming, but they did, you know. Well, he's the only yeah. one of those three without a shoulder surgery this offseason, right? I mean, that's true. I guess yeah. shoulder, Garoppolo's had shoulder surgery, so Trubisky is at least healthy out of those three. And, and they can still draft somebody like Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis or whatever. Yeah, so that's what I think they're doing. So I think what they've done, if you look at the contract Trubisky's been given, it's more like a higher end backup contract. And if he does start, great, he's a cheap starter. I don't think he will start, but he's also mobile. And Tomlin said he wants someone who has mobility at QB, not just someone who can throw the ball. So Rudolph doesn't really fit that, and I personally think he's absolutely useless. Don't know what Haskins is still doing the roster, or if he's going to do anything at all. So I think they're loading up to look at drafting a QB and either have him sit behind Mitch Trubisky to try and learn for a few games, maybe a season, and then have him supplant and become the starter. Or, like what Russell Wilson did in Seattle, draft him, let the QB battle take place and then see if the rookie comes out on top, which it wouldn't shock me if he did. Um, yeah. That's what I think is kind of the thing. So again, when I saw the contract for Trubisky, I thought actually that's quite a smart play because not overpaying a free agent to come in and be the best QB on the roster at the point that they are, they are and means that drafting someone still has an option as well. Hmm. Yeah. You bring up Russell Wilson too. I think it'll be like even, I mean, cause if they draft somebody, it'll be in like the first round, you think, right? Yeah. So I think they like, have to trade up for him as well. Maybe, yeah. Because, uh, well, I, th- I mean, every mock has them drafting. Like, it's going to be a boring-ass draft this year, I feel like, with offensive linemen and... Defensive linemen. Defensive linemen, yeah. It's going to be that for the first, like, 17 picks or something. But I'm thinking, because you said Russell Wilson, that one was more of a surprise. You know what it I was. mean? Like, yeah. Matt Flynn got paid an ass load of money like 10 million guaranteed or something like that yeah whereas mitch trubisky is like you said very low risk high reward reward. yeah exactly and matt flynn was a blunder and then russell wilson just lit it up in camp it was kind of like tyrod taylor did that with uh either like mac not matt cobb what was the other one that was basically matt cobb just uh we had we kept signing all these camp people over the years Matt, all the people in the greatest college football game I've ever seen played for the Bills at one at different times. Matt Leinert, Vince Young, and Reggie Bush. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking they all were on the Bills. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> but um but Tyrod at least looked like he could be a, a I think he's really in, underrated in Buffalo. Well, now he's now he's like... going against Danny Dimes in New York. The Giants signed him. Mm-hmm. Brian Dable is old offensive coordinator, so I mean they'll go up a... against one that's that should be Tyrod's job, I'd have thought. I mean, Daniel you Jones, we've so. seen two years of not good enough to compete. That is a mess of a franchise. Think about all the quarterbacks that Tyrod has ushered in by getting injured, though. Josh Allen, yeah. Uh, then he went and ushered in Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was Baker Mayfield, Baker, yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, I guess Davis Mills, if they stick with him, I don't know what's going yeah. on. Do the Texans have a quarterback? They think that Davis Mills is the answer. That's the strange thing. But they've got no roster around it. That's the problem. He, didn't he seem like he had some kind of promise with badly, a really crappy but, roster? But Tyrod played well year. last year as well. Tyrod played really of well. the year and then yeah. got injured. I mean, that's the trouble with Tyrod is that when he's not getting stabbed in the lung by his own team <laughs> doctor. doctor, he's... Uh... I mean, just the poorest luck. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Although if you're a Chargers fan, that's the best thing that happened to their franchise because you saw 
Justin Herbert go up against Mahomes in his first game and he looked the absolute nuts. Yeah. And it was yeah, like, and I mean at first Baker, same thing when he came in, it looked didn't he come in and like have the craziest comeback or whatever? Like wasn't his first against, instance against the Jets, um, yeah. In primetime football one, yeah. or something. His first, yeah. his first start was the one against the Jets where it was he and um Sam Darnold go toe to toe on Thursday night. Football. Was there a game before that? I think he where came he in, came in for Tyrod and came came in against the Jets and then oh, he won God. that game from behind. Oh, did he come in against it? I, thought it was I, his first I think start. so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. So now Tyrod is on the Giants. Oh, this okay. is is Danny Dimes going like, oh, it's my chance. The Tyrod luck coming my way, maybe. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to be a superstar. Maybe they're hoping it's going to try and light a fire on his ass, so it's going to try and make him do more than he is. Because you, you can't say that Daniel Jones has had a completely talent-poor offense. And he's just right. like Evan Engram as well. So they gave him Kenny Galladay last year. So with him, Shepard, Slayton, and Tony, they had very good receivers. Yeah, and they got Tony's Saquon, good. or Grant, Saquon after his ACL injuries hasn't been as good. But still, you Well, that line is just dog shit. I mean, there is that ruined yeah. Saquon. And so who knows? But. I mean, now you just reminded me that the Texans are another team that need a quarterback. So I'm thinking, like, does Car- Carolina was like one of those bubble teams? I'm trying to think where Baker could possibly go or yeah, where I Garoppolo think he's going to be a backup. Go. I think Baker's going to put a backup. Next That's year. an expensive ass backup for it, nine most, million just dollars. Get paid. I think that the Browns will have to cut him, become a free agent. They'll have to eat the money, and whoever oh. signs him, I, will I have think he's to... going to go to. They're, they're talking about him at the Seahawks, which makes a lot of sense. That makes that sense make too. Sense. Yeah. Seahawks is another team with Drew Locke, you know. Well, at least he's got two decent receivers <laughs> yeah. that he can throw to there. In theory, it's not and a, a really talent, good tight end. It's not a talent poor offense. Yeah, no offense, obviously yeah. joined up as well. And they and they like to run the ball, which will take the pressure off him as opposed to. Although he had giving... that at the Browns, yeah, they still put flourish. the ball in his hands all the time. The best the running game in the league. So that, yeah. was, yeah. that was the dumb thing is that they kept on giving it to Baker when they had the two best, oh. like, the best running back. Or maybe in the Baker NFL. was doing a Carson Wentz and instead of going for the run play, was checking out and going for a pass for the glory. I mean, let's not forget Baker had some pretty good receivers too. I mean, that Browns offense was. I know despite the fact of being in that orange and brown garbage uniform, they were <laughs> a Ferrari. I mean, with Jarvis and then they had a tight OBJ. end and Joku and yeah. then they got more. Yeah, I mean, but... it was, yeah, Hooper. They had things. They had not only the running game, they had the people in the passing game. So now they have Deshaun Watson. You're like, this is going to be kind of wild to see. But yeah, Baker going to Seahawks is interesting. Or even Garoppolo staying in the division. Maybe they don't even trade Garoppolo. Maybe he just is a backup too, you know? That's yeah. why I think might happen because it seems the 49ers aren't really going to get anything for him. I don't know if Jimmy G scheduled the surgery himself or didn't tell the team, but it seems a bit sneaky to say, oh, yeah, I've had shoulder surgery. I can't throw till July because it takes away any trade market for you because you can't be mm. traded to a team without them seeing, okay, well, how are you going to throw it after your shoulder surgery this early on? Because you never know. It might be like what happened to Peyton Manning with his neck. Not a noodle arm, but not far away. Dink and dunk. Also, if yeah. Garoppolo gets more inconsistent, like it doesn't yeah. exactly help. I mean, he's it barely the field a game enough. manager at this point. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be weird. I mean, like uh, Trey, and then Trey Lance is he good? We'll find out. He's like kind yeah. of playing for the first time next yeah. season. So and uh, Justin Fields could suck still. So man. <laughs> well the bears just suck in general don't they yeah the bears are just what is happening you know there's a couple franchises where you're like 
like the Jets, you know, I'm happy they've they're just eternally awful, but they haven't done anything since Joe Namath. I mean, like there was the Mark Sanchez Rex Ryan time that kind of yeah, that but then they they fell from grace faster than anybody. I mean, and then the Bears they went to the Super Bowl like Rex Grossman. That was interesting. I mean, they got destroyed though, you know, they had Devin Hester, which was exciting, but like they had a defense that year was defense, though, wasn't it? Right, and then they had 1985, and that's it. I mean, there's yeah. nothing else. What about the yeah. Lions? I mean, there's the some Lions really dumb oh. teams out there. Outside of Barry Sanders? Yeah, but then you else. think about it, it's like they had these electric players through all of it, and yeah. somehow just never, it's like, same with Megatron and yeah. even Matt Stafford, Matt I guess Stafford. now he's a Hall of Famer, I guess, yeah. So, it's wild. But now they have Goff, and they're going to be on Hard Knocks. Why do they have Goff, do you think? Do you think Goff's good? I just I think, think they wanted to get rid of I think they want to let Matt Stafford have a chance to go. And I don't know how they managed to accept the contract that they're paying him because the Rams should have been given right. even more because taking Stafford, their best player, making you take a subpar QB and paying him all that money. It is a swindle when you look at it now. It is crazy. God, they can't get it right. Is it just because of the Fords are super old? <laughs> Maybe it's again, it might just be down to the market. Mind it. I mean, Detroit isn't known as being the most wonderful city in the world to play. Yeah, who wants I to know that there? they have a rough. Uh, well, here's the thing, because Buffalo had that rap and it still does there. There was just an article that came out. I don't know if it was in Forbes or money wise or something, but it was like. NFL players were pulled. Maybe it was just in the athletic, but it was like NFL players were pulled as to like place they least want to travel to. And Buffalo's top the list every year. Yeah. And oh, really. Yeah, and I mean, so Buffalo and Detroit are very similar in terms of like their Rust Belt cities economically, uh, maybe not as much crime in Buffalo, but hey, there's a lot there still. But and Buffalo is a bit smaller, but they both had this sort of weird like arts renaissance in certain industries. So like they're they're the cities like on the rise now, whereas cities that were in the 90s on the rise, like maybe Charlotte or places like that are kind of on the decline like because they felt the impact of like 2008 more than buffalo when that happened in buffalo 2008 wasn't even a recession in buffalo it was like everyone was just coming down to where we already were and same with like detroit (laughs) so we all kind of built out of it together and same with like cleveland you know you go to these cities and they you hear these things but then you go there and you're like well this is actually nice and cheap like what are we doing you know so then guys come to Mario Williams came to Buffalo and he was, he bought a house that would have cost him like $7 million in any other city. He bought it for like less than a million. He's like, I'm going to live here forever. That's how (laughs) he signed a deal. Yeah. And he ended up moving or whatever, but then that, that used to be the way to attract people. Now the team is good. So you got a guy like Von Miller signing a 10 year deal and he comes to Buffalo and it's like, Holy shit, I could just buy the city with this contract <laughs> i could buy all the real estate here it's like especially after you've been in la as well and you've been paying obviously california taxes oh my LA god yeah of course like... although new york i'm guessing your taxes are still pretty high aren't they? taxes are kind of high yeah but i mean like i said the price of a house is drastically lower although yeah. i mean everything's going up now but it is insanely cheaper to live I, I mean even just going home to visit i go to a bar and i have like i'm like can i have a round and 
you get the the bill and you're like, no, I wanted, I bought the whole round. They're like, yeah, that's the whole. You're like, this is one drink in LA, pretty much. You know, oh, it's like the Wales of uh, of America, then basically, right? You go to Wales and the round is, you know, a third of what it would cost in London. Right. So, and I, I think, I mean, I don't know much about Detroit. I haven't hung out there. I have a friend who moved there and says it's very similar or whatever. But um, I would feel if the organization was run better, it could attract people. Plus, you know, it has the legacy of Barry Sanders and. Yeah, Megatron and stuff like that. So, and Ford. Field I mean, they did him dirty meant, though. Ford Field is meant Megatron. to be one of the underrated stadiums in terms of like atmosphere, facilities, and just a great place to go and watch football. It's meant to be awesome. So that, that's another. It's not that old. It's what, like two. No, it's not that old. Yeah, two thousand four. Yeah, they they just. Re, I think they like did they knock down the other one and build that or, I guess they did. Yeah, Detroit got a whole bunch of news. I mean, the Red Wings shut down their stadium and bought like put up the little caesars place or whatever maybe the pistons play there too and then uh you got right across the street from ford field you got where the tigers play uh, which is a pretty decent stadium also so it's all pretty right around each other they have a good i mean they have four major all four major sports it's crazy and at some point most of them were good apart from the lions the red wings yeah. of course, were great in the 90s and the tigers won a few years ago i think the World yeah Series. They're on the rise now too, the Tigers, and then uh, the Pistons. You know they had eighties, yeah. Isaiah Thomas and Rodman and and those people too. Yeah, and they had ben and the Lewis. Lions are letting the team down, really, aren't they? Let Detroit down by not having a decent football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they've had a shit division. I mean, I get it. I get kind of get what's going on too because, <laughs> yeah. you know, coming from a person who was shoved into the earth by the Patriots for the first twenty years of my life, pretty much, or from when I was like 11 until I was an adult, but um, yeah, they've had Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre for the last 30 years. It's yeah. It's gotta be tough. But you had a guy that just went and won a Super Bowl. Like, I mean, as you say, they had Megatron, yeah. arguably one of the best receivers to ever grace the NFL. And they had a guy that can quite clearly play football to a very high level, possible mvp levels if you really want to look at the possibility of matt stafford could have been that guy if he'd been in a different team at his prime yeah. in detroit and, right. you went, and you went and wasted him as a franchise because you never really had a defense like you had indomitian sue but didn't put i think yeah like the best defense they had was when they had jim, I, I don't know why they got rid of jim schwartz that was really like i yeah. feel like that was their best shot that was as far as they were going i think they went to the playoffs even but they just didn't win was that when they lost um, to dallas yeah, I think they went to a couple wildcard games during that period mm-hmm. and lost is the problem. Um, but yeah, when I don't know, then they got rid of Jim Schwartz and then they kept shuffling people around. And I think even like Caldwell was a decent coach for them. I don't know. It's just yeah. they seem snake bitten. Plus, like like I said, to win that division, you have to really yeah, turn it on. You have to beat the Packers, for Christ's sake, and they're going to have 10 wins and. Well, for how much longer though? Because Aaron Rodgers is obviously without Devontae Adams and right. And well, when you don't have the at the time when you didn't have the Packers, you had the Vikings nipping at their heels, and then you know the Bears were good for that portion of time in the mid two thousands with Grossman and Ortman or Orton. Yeah. Uh, Orton, yeah, another crap QB, <laughs> generic quarterback from the yeah, NFL another guy, history. another stopgap guy for the Bills. For I th- we thought Kyle Orton was the answer, like he was like. He gave us a winning record and we're like, here we go. All right. And then uh, he retired 
like right after we had oh. like one of our best seasons mm-hmm. just out of nowhere we're like great now what bought a house and cheap living in buffalo and realized that he didn't actually have to <laughs> yeah. play football anymore so, nah, okay i can just put my Th- feet up doesn't, actually. doesn't what happened with the bills though kind of show that it should give hope to any team that you can kind of and what's happened with the browns the last few years i mean i think sure the Bengals are there. the biggest one i mean yeah the, sure like yeah, yeah. You two know, years ago, they were desolate, yeah, and then they, one guy changes their whole thing. I mean, two. I mean, you have Jamar Chase. Two guys did it, yeah. A couple of pieces, but a new coach, and that's the whole. That's why people are like, "Oh, I hate the NFL doesn't have a lottery, a draft lottery." It's just, but that's the thing. It takes one guy, and you could, as long as your structure is in place, you can turn it around in like one or two seasons. I mean. Even yeah. just last year, the Bengals, everyone was like, what a terrible team. They have no line. Joe Burrow is going to die. And yeah. I mean, that was just the, uh, uh, that was the meme, wasn't it? That what are they going to do at their pick? Do they pick Jamar Chase and watch Joe Burrow get flattened every play? Or do they pick Penny Sewell and protect him and let him get the ball to T. Higgins? And it turns out if you get Jamar Chase, you don't need no line. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. And they've done a good job this offseason, actually, getting in some other players like Leo Collins from Dallas has signed with them. Yep. So now they're going to have a good chance to protect him because we're saying with the Super Bowl. And their defense play, wasn't terrible, but it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. It was enough to get them that far. Yeah. I mean, crazy. They were lucky that OBJ did. got injured, though. I think if OBJ doesn't get injured in that first half, he was looking unstoppable against Eli Apple. And Eli Apple would be chirping all week about it. Which oh, is yeah. obviously not the right move against that in a big game at that sort of level. Which is really- he got smoked a couple times, Eli Apple, in that yep. Super Bowl. And I mean, the memes after that were someone who was who couldn't play football. That was Eli Apple, just running around like a headless chicken. I mean, it was yeah. quite, quite impressive for a player to be chirping so much and get so much media attention when there was so little interaction between the players and the media that week because it was yeah. all still COVID distance and he still managed to get his name out Eli Apple he's always had that big mouth though even when he was at the Giants just remember him being and the Saints yeah yeah that shouty corner that Eagles fans and he was never had. good I don't know no it's not never lived up to a first round pick did he yeah a first rounder he never lived up to that billing and he always seemed as though it was always easy to kind of get over the top of a bit like <laughs> if you had Jameis Winston at QB you know he's going to throw a pick or two in a game yeah. It seems like Eli Apple, you know you're going to burn him once or twice if you just pick the right time where it's going for six every time. Well, he had like Is two... it? Yeah. Was he part of the boat, the infamous boat picture? Was it probably both of them on that boat? OBJ I don't think Apple. he was old enough uh, to be on that Eli not? Apple. Was he not that? I thought he was I younger think... than that. I could well, look. Everyone reaches yeah, for their so phone. Look at... Yeah. <laughs> look he, he, he got really that. lucky in the playoffs anyway because he had a couple of interceptions that were dropped. In uh, I think in the game against the Chiefs, which if he'd made those picks, that game gets put away far earlier, I think. So it would have completely shut down the Chiefs' momentum with a couple of turnovers. And instead, he was kind of juggling them or not getting his feet in bounds and whatnot and and ended up dropping one and, uh, and stepping out for one as well. And it's like, yeah, you didn't actually do that much. It was you didn't cover yourself in glory. I was surprised they re-signed him, but then at the same time, if they don't re-sign him, are they going to find a play? Not saying that he's good, but there's going to be good enough. If you to know keep somebody works, them. then you just keep him keep him in place, right? Yeah. There's no need to mess around with a winning why system. Why break him? It's not yeah. fixed. No, why fix him? It's not broken. I, but I never understand that with loads of these players that move around the place in in all sports. Like if you're a team where you're winning consistently, like Tyreek Hill going to the Miami Dolphins. Like if you stay in Kansas, you know you're going to be winning football games and be in a chance to be in a Super Bowl every single year at the moment. 
And he's yeah, something happened there. Money. I don't know what it is, but something happened there. I don't know Devontae if it was Devontae Adams' money. contract happened. So apparently when the Chiefs and Hill were talking about contract renewals, they were really, they were, they'd kind of settled on a figure and they were close to agreeing on it. And then Adams comes out and says, I'm leaving Green Bay. I'm going to be paid this at the Raiders. And Tyreek's like, well, I need to be paid more than that. The Chiefs are like, well, we can't do that. So you can feel free to find a trade. And now This is all to- very scary uh, with Stefan Diggs' contract uh, looming in the distance. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the trouble, isn't it? Because if he resets the market again, whether or not you can afford him and Josh Allen and everyone else and Von Miller will be a big question mark on that one. But I mean, going back to Tyreek Hill thing earlier on, Josh, you said about um, a dink and duck offense where you had your receivers really far downfield and all those people doing just dropping it down like that. That's literally summing up the Dolphins offense for the next two or three years because Waddle and Hill will be free 50 or 70 yards down the field and two will be looking at his running back. I'm just going to put it there. Yeah, two is not the guy, which makes me not scared about the arms race that's happening in Miami. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, Because yeah, I, I, I'm not worried about Tyreek Hill coming to the Dolphins and changing things for them because now if they got somebody else if they got garoppolo i'd go oh i don't know yeah. i mean i don't know what it is i still think garoppolo could be good i mean he did stuff with that 49ers team i know that was all kyle shanahan and everything yeah. like that with his three-headed running backs and his tight you know the kittle guy or whatever but like i don't know Tua doesn't scare me at all no, and no. then they have as their backup now who did they just sign um shit they just signed somebody that's interesting. Oh, they signed Teddy Bridgewater. Now Teddy oh, Bridgewater, a good, good he could he can yeah. lock that. Yeah, but he could just be a little pest. Teddy Bridgewater is going to get you like eight wins or whatever. So yeah. I'm I'm worried that Teddy Bridgewater pulls a Saints thing, and if he comes in, he wins like five in a row. You're like Jesus, Teddy, chill out. Is that going to be yeah. an annoyance as well, though? In that it's it's somebody for Tua to compete with, which you know that can go either way for a quarterback. Some quarterbacks will rise to the competition in team. And yep. others will be like, oh, I don't want to compete. I wanted this to be my job, so I'm settled mm-hmm. in it, and then I can play kind of without that pressure. Well, this is a new 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 system, new head coach and everything like that, So it's and it's Peterson. So he's got a little bit of a loose leash. He's not a one-and-done guy, unless it's a real horrific Urban Meyer situation. So he'll start with Tua, and he'll let Tua have maybe four games. And if they're losing all four games – that's when he switches to Bridgewater or if Tua gets hurt or whatever, but they're going to start with Tua as at least like just to see what they got. And then they'll go to the GM or whatever and be like, next season we have to draft a guy or we have yeah, to get a guy in free agency. In, yeah. 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 So they're going mean, to have this... to draft one though, because they're going to have too much money going around. They just paid Toronto Armstead True. as well. The guy from the mm-hmm. Saints. So you've got lots of huge money contracts. Emmanuel Ogba, I think got paid as well. So they've got, Lots of pieces around the, but that's but if you think about it, the the free agent quarterback market is pretty like shitty. I mean, like when you're talking about next year, there's not going to be really a guy that's going to be like this marquee guy that's coming out. I mean, it'll be there'll be a lot of guys that get paid from there. Joe Burrow will get paid next year. Yeah, we'll find out if a couple of the other guys do, but free agency is always like either the castoffs or. Uh, like the rehab people. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like, the... yeah, if you've got a starting QB, you're having him signed and nailed down. You're not letting him get anywhere near free agency, right? It's, it's so just... they'll get like, they could still next season get a stopgap guy or just go like, you know, pull like, a, we're getting an Andy Dalton type, you know what I mean? Or something like yeah. that. Who knows? Yeah. Next year it could be Jameis. It could be. Doesn't it feel like Andy Dalton's going to be like 
around in the league for the next 10 years, just kind of flitting about. A little Fitzpatrick like, action, yeah. 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 Well, in fairness to him, he wasn't a, just a terrible starting QB, was he? I mean, he, he was serviceable. So as a backup, if you have a team that can go on a Super Bowl run, say a QB gets hurt for a few games, he might come in and win you the ones that the guy's missing. So he's a, a great contingency plan for the yeah. Saints. I mean, yeah, it's perfect. Jameis is going to go up there. And by the way, I love Jameis. He's like the most electric QB in the whole league because it's like he throws the ball and you're like, this is either going to be a pick six <laughs> or a touchdown. <laughs> Every time it's exciting. It's like the most fun to watch. Yeah. And I, I love him. I mean, he threw like one year he had like 35 touchdowns, which is crazy. And then he had 35 interceptions, which is crazy. Like yeah, both of those stats. Yeah, 30 for yeah, 30 for 30. That was, that's that yeah. should be in the Hall of Fame. He should go to Canton for that. <laughs> That's insane. No one's ever going to do that. And so I love him, but, you know, five weeks in, they might go, this is a little giving us heart palpitations. And then you got Andy Dalton right there and Taysom Hill can come in and do some gadget crap or whatever they like to do. Well, he's he's going to be tight end next year. He says most of Yeah, but you know they're going to have packages where they line him up at QB and Dalton will run off or he'll line up on the flat or like on the wide out position. They'll still do all that dumb crap. I, you know, I like that every now and then, but I, you know, then I make fun of it too because I'm just like, even when we do it, I'm like, Oh, look at that bullshit worked. I like, like if we do like a flea flicker or something, yeah, I'm like, yeah. what the hell are we doing, Dable? Come on. It scares the shit that, out of me. That sort of play keeps the ball in Josh Allen's hands. Whereas yeah. a complete wildcat takes it out of the person who really needs to be running the show into someone who probably shouldn't be running the show. There's a reason why they're not a QB. Sure, but that's why you have Taysom Hill who has position has uh like experience at the position, Both, yeah. has won a bunch of games in the position. So it does get a little hairy knowing that he could potentially throw the ball. If you throw like uh a guy who sucks at passing, like a running back in there or something like some teams do, or sometimes they throw like Tyreek Hill will line up in the wildcat or something like that. You know he's not gonna throw he it unless it's like running. a yeah. yeah. Well, unless it's Derek Henry. He's got that lovely little little pop pop pass over the yeah over the top. He's still he's got a cannon of an arm for about five yards, I think. That's about it. So yeah. Go back to Von Miller, Josh. What's your take on that? How happy are you to get him? Do you think he's the right player? Do you reckon you've overpaid him? It's one of those things where it's like, am I living in a dream? And not because I'm like super excited or something, but it's just like I never expected us to go after a guy like that. And the money is one thing. I think it's a lot. But also, I mean, maybe he plays incredible and we go to the Super Bowl and we win. I won't care about any of that, um, <laughs> about the money if we have if all that happens. And it's just insane. like we had Mario Williams. And I remember the day we signed Mario Williams, it was like a holiday. It was crazy. Like, I can't believe the most coveted free agents coming to Buffalo. And the same thing, like, I remember the day we signed Terrell Owens. I was like, me and my buddy were at his apartment. And we're smoking weed and like they don't smoke weed very often. And I was, you know, providing and they just wanted a day to get high and it was raining out and we're just inside fucking around. And all of a sudden it's like we signed Terrell Owens, like Twitter had just started, I think, too. And they thought they smoked themselves into like an alternate universe (laughs) that Terrell Owens was playing for. They're like Terrell Owens is on the Bills. The Buffalo Bills, Terrell Owens. And so, yeah, we've had all these. And then Sean Merriman was another one. So we've had these ups and downs with these free agents. So, like, I'm not sitting here going, like, you know, ringing bells and jumping up and down. We'll see what happens. But at the same time, it's, like, pretty cool 
that he wanted to come out of all. I mean, he could have stayed with the Rams. He could have played pretty much anywhere he wanted. He could have went back to Denver with Russell. And the fact that he chose to come here when he really had no other than the money had no allegiance to, I mean, it's over 10 years. I mean, we'll probably it'll last four or five and then it'll, we'll cut him or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or he'll retire. Go into the Rams and then win the Super Bowl. He managed to pick a winner that year. Maybe he looked at the roster and thought, actually, this might be the place to do it again. And so, yeah. well, yeah, I can throw, I can actually improve and give you something here. Let's do this because everything else around me is really good. Well, it's like You've a got lot a great of the players, head coach to go with it too. It's like a lot of the players going down and play with Arians and Brady, you know. Well, top balls now, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like, uh, it's a position though where I go, I, do we really need somebody there? We've just drafted, I feel like in the last three, every time Bean drafts, I feel like he drafts a lineman, a defensive lineman or an edge rusher. I mean, some of them aren't, I guess, turning out the way that he had hoped or progressed as fast as he wanted, but it just didn't seem like a position we needed. And what I still position feel like do you need though, Josh? It feels like you guys are kind of stacks everywhere, really. I think we need another corner. I mean, Trey White, who knows how he's going to be after he just had his injury. Yeah. And really, we're just relying on him and a couple like Dane Jackson played great during the playoffs, but I mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't think he's like the number two guy yet. And I don't even know if he's the number three guy. If you can if you're gonna spend this kind of money, we could have got like what if we got CJ Jackson mm-hmm. and we had him and Trey White? That would have been yeah, nuts, Gilmore, you know. Or, yeah, I don't want Gilmore. Well, don't, back. No, don't Gilmore help. can't go back to Buffalo. No, he he would get killed. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't I mean, like, I mean that figuratively, but yeah, no, he yeah. doesn't come. He doesn't. He's not allowed to come back. Fair not enough. after. I mean, he went to the dark side, and he also he liked to rub salt in the wounds. You know, some of them they go like Chris Hogan. You're like, no, Chris. You know, it's like Anakin when uh, Obi Wan's yelling at him. He's like, you were the chosen one. <laughs> and like uh, Scott Hogan, it sucked when he went, but like Gilmore. He said when he went over there, he was like, now my parents can watch, or now my family can watch me play on national games. And we were oh, like, fuck you, you geez. prick. I didn't know that. And I'm now, guess what? Now it was on. Sorry, sorry, when they sir. put the, when the bills would go primetime, people would just tweet him like crazy. Like, now who's, now who's watching us on TV? <laughs> now your parents can watch us on on their tv or whatever Sorry, by people do you mean uh josh underscore potter on twitter is yeah. <laughs> is firing those barbs out <laughs> no i don't i try not to i try to leave i think stefan gilmore has me blocked how, but how i don't know players, why like do you have a record of how many how many players have blocked? only i I don't think stefan gilmore does i was just talking but deandre hopkins definitely has me blocked yeah. and it's because why? uh his dick pic leaked and i oh. i said that it wasn't him it was me i was like no that's <laughs> I said, stop pointing to DeAndre Hopkins. This is my dick pic that was leaked. And he blocked me for like defending his honor. I don't know. Or maybe he didn't want me to take credit for his penis. <laughs> and I didn't see it. Was it a, a specimen? Oh, it was. Yeah, it was just like mine. Very great. <laughs> it was very large, big. How long did like it take hear. you to get on the on the Josh Allen train? Like, were you convinced straight away? Or you wanted? I have. I'll see if I can find it. I have my reaction the moment he was drafted on Instagram. I could play the audio for you. The reason Ollie asked that, Josh, is because Ollie still thinks that Josh no, Allen well, is well, trash. Well, well, I got I got turned around by the playoffs this year. The uh, I get game. that. Listen, there's a lot of people who thought that, and I I used to sit up at night watching Wyoming games because I used to just gamble i mean gamble on sports and like the wyoming games when i lived on the east coast were on very late at night 
and they were one of the few games that I could like watch for free on whatever app it was or whatever. And so I watched Josh Allen play his final year in college. And then when there was talk of him, like getting drafted by the Bills, I'm like the Wyoming guy. Are you kidding me? I'm like, he's fun, but I don't, <laughs> he's not going to be good. <laughs> and so I remember tweeting in like 2018, like leading up to the draft. I'm like, if the bills draft Josh Allen, I will throw myself off the U S bank building. <laughs> and sure enough they did and so like i i have reconciled with it because here's the thing and i've done this for every quarterback that we draft i they become my new god no matter who they are and i have no choice in the matter and this is the person so i might as well get behind them so i change my tune if a player becomes a member of the bills pretty immediately now there was a time when i thought maybe the that brady would do a blood so and come here i'm like would i have the same feelings and i don't know that i would but uh it would be tough let me just say that but i'm trying to find i have it's just down here in 2018 so i'm just going back a ways here in instagram because i have the uh and it was a very pure reaction surely you could buy into a brady being at now that he's let it's far enough removed he's, yeah I and mean. he's fun brady the moment he went to the bucks he became like yeah he oh. became fun i do like him more now i go ah oh, brady that old guy down there in the nfc south i don't care what he does <laughs> i knew he was coming back too when he retired i'm like mm, i don't oh, believe yeah. it god i did not buy it and people are like aren't you i didn't take an emotional roller coaster yeah like everyone else when he came back and left or came back or whatever. It's not like Favre where I was like, what? Mm. That was much later in the offseason, though, wasn't it, as well? And the Favre one? Yeah, he'd done it for years. I mean, I remember NFL Network having Favre watch as soon as the season ended. Favre well, the fact that he kept, kept coming back is what's crazy, yeah. yeah. And then he would be on another team because he'd wait until like they lost his rights or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Uh, God, it was electric, but this was like, yeah, I was like, not surprised in the least. Oh, here I'm, I'm in the area he got, here. He got what he wanted, move Arians away from the head coaching position because I'm still not convinced that they got on that well down in Tampa. Yeah. And uh, no, I don't. Uh, well, now isn't he like a GM? He's uh, yeah, like a senior football operations manager, yeah. whatever. Some really long title, which means that he won't be calling plays. So I think Brady might become the de facto OC. Which is weird because Byron Leftwich has got so much great credibility down there for... So is Byron oh, Leftwich yeah, not sticking there. around? He'll still stay the OC, right? There. He'll still be the OC, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like what Peyton Manning said, though, which is, Give me my the stuff. time on Twitter, I want my card back, I want my wine back, <laughs> I want my send you back as well. <laughs> oh, and also he has to pay for that fucking guy's... Um, Half a million dollars that yeah. the football, yeah, he has to pay for that because that's horseshit. Yeah, oh, I found it. Do you want to hear now? Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, hold on. Here we go. Josh Allen. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 Man, oh, that hurts. <laughs> Sounds like you're putting down your favorite puppy. 
I thought I was. I mean, I didn't know. I, I love Josh Allen, though. But I guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. And now you're doing. Um, uh, now I love him more than anything. I. And then when you were in front of that crowd, uh, one of the things that stood out for me, you just kept saying how tall he was. You're like, he's so tall. My baby boy. No, I saw him in per. <laughs> I didn't tell you this, Oliver. Right after I saw you, I walked out. I was walking back to the subway, and at the Hotel Figueroa, like next to the Staples Center, I saw a little kid in a Bills jersey. And I go, go Bills. And the mom goes, he just met Josh Allen. I go, where? And she goes, right over there. And I look and he's standing outside the Hotel Figueroa and he's walking in. And I ran over there and I tried to go inside and a security guard like stopped me. He's like, oh, no. you can't no. go inside there. Yeah. I'm like, but Josh Allen, he's in there. And he's, uh, he's like, come inside now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I lo- I lo- But then I started like loitering around the hotel. Like I started just doing laps, hoping he'd come out. Like I walked back and forth outside the hotel for like another half hour. And the security guard came out and told me, he's like, you got to keep it moving. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and I, yeah, yeah. It's called stalking, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Pretty much. <laughs> but I don't know what he was doing in there. He de- I don't think he was staying in there because I stalked his, him and his girlfriend's Instagram enough to know they were staying in Santa Monica. So. So then you I don't took know a if it was interviews or something. Santa Monica to see. If well, my studio is down in Santa Monica, so I would take a little lap around there, be like, I know that restaurant, and go walk around there and see. Are they staying near that restaurant? No, this hotel over here. No. <laughs> hey, it's motivation, Josh. If you if you keep getting bigger and bigger as a comedian, at some point you can meet him. I reckon. Uh, well, if I just would have stayed in my old job, I probably could have met him quicker. I. Mm. Used to do the media for them, for them. So yeah, I I would (laughs) have been there every week. uh, But you know, you get to you get yourself to the Super Bowl venues, and if I'm working there, I'll make sure you get the radio (laughs) rotate. That'll be fun. And you can come and hang out with us at Talk Sport. And whenever Josh Allen's doing a lap, you can be prepared. Hell yeah, I'll know that. Yeah, that'll be above all the other people. Nice. He's so tall. He's probably not that big compared to. That's what really freaks me out when you see. Like they're just pro NFL players are a different species of human. There's He's six n- seven or something like that, right, Josh Allen? So yeah, there's big. no there's He's no way I can relate to somebody uh, that six five that I make him talk like oh, he's like seven two, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's pro wrestling, it's five yeah. for ten, but he's seven foot seven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, I mean, I, I you know what I noticed? Uh, I don't notice famous people really well like when we were at radio row i knew pat mcafee but i didn't there was like a couple players that i saw walking around that i go that's a player but i have no fucking clue who that is you know what i mean they're wearing helmets most of the time yeah. and then if somebody was like that's so-and-so i would know who that is then but i can't like from a face yeah gather who it is like i was just in vegas this past weekend and uh, we were eating at a restaurant and at the table next to us, someone was like, hey, who's that quarterback that like really fucked up his leg? Uh, almost, you Alex know, Smith. and then he came back and I go, Alex Smith. And they go, he's sitting right over there. I go, huh? No I go, you didn't even know that guy's name, but you knew his face. How fucked up is that? So yeah, yeah. I had to know if it was him. Then his wife came back and I go, yeah, that's definitely him and his wife. And so when he I timed it perfect, when I went to the bathroom, he like got up to leave and I just 
walk past him. I go, Mr. Smith, pleasure to meet you. And someone was like, do you say Mr. Smith? Very, very Matrix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, he goes, that guy's like a year older than you, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess that's true. I just, yeah. Was he a nice guy? Sure. I just, I mean, I spent three seconds. He just said, thank you very much. And he was on his way out. I just did it in passing. He seemed real okay. nice. He was, he was there with his wife, which I was impressed. It wasn't, you know, some fucking trollop that well, he came yeah. across. Yeah, exactly. We were in, we were in a casino. I mean, it was a ni- very nice restaurant, but it was, uh, you know, usually you'd see, cause there was like women in cages dancing and glitter dresses and stuff like that. It was, uh, yeah, it was a, a restaurant called Delilah at the wind. It was like, yeah, it was, but it was like uh, old timey, like flappers, dancers, and like a jazz band is on stage and shit like that. So people are wearing ties and shit. But like, uh, you know, still kind of seedy, you know, yeah, it's in a yeah, casino. Yeah. So you would think, like, oh my God, this guy's here with his fucking side piece. We're in Vegas or whatever. And no, he's there with his beautiful wife. What well, a man. You, you definitely don't take the side piece out in public to the restaurant, right? You do what? Uh... Well, if you're in Vegas. Was it Diggs? What happens did... in Vegas stays in Vegas? Yeah, but Diggs. Well, it the... was also a very special, like it's a certain restaurant. It's like you got to have, like it, I went with Tom. So, I mean, I didn't get myself into this fucking thing. It was, uh, you know, he was like, it's all like five, five for this party. And then you go in and whatever. But like. It was all pretty well to do people in there. Gary V was fucking at the bar. That was the other uh, thing too. On the way out, I didn't even I didn't even give a fuck about Gary V. He like said hi to Tom. I'm like, was that Gary V? He goes, yeah. I go, I don't give a shit about him. Alex Smith was in there. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, he could maybe you know get away with uh, having a, a side piece there or not if he yeah, wanted. Okay. I, I would assume. Shock he uh, didn't go give uh, Gary V a little bit of Jets chatter, especially as he keeps saying he wants to buy the Jets one day. That's his goal. You know, it's so funny, like guy like he had and I wear hats all the time, obviously, but he's like super rich. Right. And like yeah. he always wears that hat where it's like it's like that dad hat that he wears backwards. That looks like he's like uh, going like Frisbee golfing or something like that. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, it's such a very particular hat. And you're like, this is a nice restaurant. I am wearing a nice hat, at least. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but he's wearing his like Gary V hat, so people know like that's Gary V. Otherwise, people would have no fucking idea. I I wouldn't have known when he said hi to Tom. I'm like, who's that guy? That's I just would have thought it was some guy saying hi to Tom. I go, oh no, that's Gary V because he's got his hat on. Now, if Alex Smith had his 49ers helmet on, oh, or his hat. Kansas City Chiefs or Washington, I would have known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how? Because you've done two weekends in a row now in Vegas, yeah. How, oh, yeah, I'm glad to be back. How oh. I was gonna say, how do you find Vegas? Because like, I love it. I've only been three times, and every time I've gone, I've had the best time of my life. And I went yeah. once right before a pandemic. That was my first time, and it was same kind of gig as this last one. It was at the Mirage, and Joe Rogan was doing UFC in town. So Tom's like, "You want to go get dinner with Rogan before the show? Because all our shows are so late. It's crazy, but." He's like, you want to go get dinner with Rogan before the show? I go, yeah, I do. I'm like, is that cool? Does he, is it cool with him if I come? Like that kind of, (laughs) and I had met him like once or twice before, but never in like this type of context. And so, uh, you know, I just reintroduced myself and we went to dinner. Then we went to like the next day, Tom's like, oh, Rogan said you should come to lunch. We're going to lunch. I'm like, all right. And we went to lunch and we're in the car on the way to lunch. And he's like, you mind if my friend comes? Uh, we're like, sure, yeah, no one cares if what you can do whatever you want. And his friend was Tulsi Gabbard. And you're like, oh, 
what the hell this is like in 20 this is like right after the like a year after the election you're like this person just ran for the president this is crazy and then like uh we're eating lunch and he's like he's got a ufc thing and our show's not till like 10 o'clock so he's like you want to come by the ufc thing i thought it was just like he was gonna like show us the backstage or whatever and then you know sure enough tom and i are just watching the pay-per-view ringside and we're like we have to go do a fucking show god we were like we were like we left there drunk we were like i can't believe we have to go do this fucking show right now I just want to stay here and watch the rest of this and uh yeah that was just the most unbelievable and then literally six days later the world shut down yeah and then going back with annie was just so much fun we did like the casinos and just did drugs and drank and so, what, so what's your roulette strategy, by the way? Because I, I, I listened to that and I didn't really get what your strategy was. By just you know, I uh, I think I just took enough ketamine where I just could see the future. Oh, you're releasing the drug now. You leaked it out on the phone. I didn't tell it. I beeped it on there. I forgot. <laughs> You've released it now. All right, yeah, that's fine. We're overseas, so oh, yeah, that's what good. I was gonna, that's what I was guessing. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought through, it was yeah. Kevin. This podcast is yeah. international waters, man. You can say whatever. Yeah, we're over. Yeah, I'm overseas. It's uh, I claim asylum or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> or, or Ollie could just bleep this out again. No, 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 no. it's fine. <laughs> that's a lot of but, editing work that I'm just not willing to do at this level. Of I realized it made me see the future. I really was like, I couldn't believe how many numbers I was hitting. It was me and Todd like couldn't miss, and we were just like. Ah, oh, it was so much fun. And then I, I went to one roulette table when I went back the second time. I still did sports betting, but I didn't have much time for gambling I, on this occasion because the shows were just so late. And like yeah. I was I was still wrecked from the week before. And uh, I did a couple of podcasts while I was out there. So I did mostly sports betting, but I did one roulette game with Tom right when we got there because we flew in from with Tom. It's a whole I mean, we were in Tucson doing a show and after the show, it was like, all right, to the plane to go to Vegas. And we were in Ve- we we didn't even eat. He goes, we're going to eat dinner in Vegas after the show. I'm like, Jesus, that's how fast we just flew a plane there quickly yeah. mm-hmm. and landed and went to dinner. And it, and like after dinner, we walked by because I was talking to him I'm like, I won like a grand last weekend in roulette. And he's like, oh, want to play some roulette? All right. So we go to a table. I have like, well, I have like 200 bucks in my pocket. That's it with cash. And the tables I was playing with Todd were 25 minimum uh, limit. Mm-hmm. Like the minimum limit was 25 bucks. Yeah. And then the one I go with Tom, so I sit down and I put down like I get the chips or I hand him a two hundred dollars, thinking I'm going to get like eight chips. I get two. I'm like, oh no, I wanted, oh. I wanted twenty fives. He goes, hundred dollar limit here, pal. And I go, oh man, or hundred dollar minimum. I'm like, well, all right. So I just go with the. I lost in two spins, and Tom played a few more. And I, I go, well, roulette. I wasn't, you know, I'm not seeing the numbers this time around. You <laughs> yeah, know? There's no ketchup involved this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm too. <laughs> too sober just weed and cigarettes today little blurry eyed not seeing the numbers not seeing the board as good seeing that vision yeah you should do it before draft night as well so then you know exactly who the bills are going to be picking up oh you could you could bet if i ever got into one of those war rooms i would do it because i'd be like i'd know who's coming when i should just i should try to do it and just like see how many i can guess that would be a funny like you know what i'm glad they don't do anymore is hold the phone like show them on the phone because they used to do that and spoil it before the actual pick now they wait thankfully i don't like spoilers Mm -hmm. i stay off twitter in case my stream is lagging stuff like that i hate the spoilers so do you kind of sit down and watch the draft all the way through then 
the first couple rounds. Okay. I'll watch the, the, the primetime nights and then I'll even turn it on in the, while I'm fucking around during the day too. Like I love like the sixth round, like just seeing, you yeah. know, I, I, I used to watch it when it was just two days. I'd watch the whole thing for sure. We but now if they spread it out, we go out to Vegas for it. Cause it's pretty close. I mean, I forgot the draft is going to be in Vegas. Um, I probably won't be able to this time, but it is, it is closer than you think. Like, I, when Annie and I went, we drove, and I'd never done that before, taking a road trip there. And it took about five hours to get there on the way there. On the way home, it took forever, though. The traffic was just through a desert. You're like, where? What are these people? <laughs> where are we all going? Idea, Josh. Everyone wanted to go back to LA from Las Vegas for the weekend. I guess that's the case because it's like, it's literally just a stretch of road at the desert. At one point, we saw people like, like one of those doomsday movies where they just veer off the road and drive like through a path. In the <laughs> yeah. And we were just like, can we do that? And we jumped like a bunch of traffic until like we saw like a cop coming the other way ahead and everyone, the three cars that had decided to do this turned off. And it was always like, be this, you know, that's that old adage. It's like, be the second guy that does something. Cause like the first guy goes and yes, you're like, cool. yeah, can you do that? That's crazy. And then the second guy goes and you go, okay, now I'm definitely going to be the third guy. That's really what I meant to say. Be the third guy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's my two, two ahead of you to take the flack. And yeah. Then, then you go, well, the two of them did it. I thought it was legal. And yeah, then yeah. By yeah. the time they get to you, they're like, all right, well, you're hey, just, just do, an idiot. Just do that. Um, The JSX flights, like book them early enough. I love those. Really I took good. one of those home just this last time. And uh, yeah, they're great. Cause I was so hung over from the, from the final night in Vegas. I would not have made it if it was a regular McCarran flight home. That's for sure. <laughs> sat, on the tar- sat on the tarmac for two hours waiting for the flight to take off. Oh. American or something like that while you're dying in a seat. At least that way you can have a little. A little I, would, I probably would have missed the flight in general. I just would have. I've been. <laughs> I found my my airline. I'm sure your status has got to be nuts going international so often. But I have found that my. My status with United has given me the leisure of like blow it. Like there was a night I went out before I was supposed to go to Portland. My flight was at 6 a.m. And I, I don't even know what I was thinking going out. I'm like, well, I'll just stay up the whole night. And sure enough, I get home at like 4 a.m. and I fall asleep. And I woke up at like 9. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I missed it. And it with, with leisurely, like not even stressing, I just called the airline got put on another flight. I go yeah they have to put me on another flight i'm premier silver or whatever the hell and <laughs> i just with that just having that knowledge it makes me a little lazier when it comes to getting to yeah, the flights yeah, on time which is worry. bad yeah yeah i don't have to worry but also i should probably worry because i don't get to the city i'm supposed to be in on time i <laughs> fuck myself you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah have you have you been over to the uk josh i did i went with uh tom i've been okay. a couple of times actually i went with tom uh, when he performed there, and we I only went... saw you. That was really good. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, I yeah, forgot yeah. you guys. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you were supporting Tom. Nice. That was. In the time before that, I was there in 2011, and I went to the Hard Rock Calling Festival. My radio station like paid for everything. We had like a hotel, and it was awesome. And I had $200 to my name when I came over that time. I was so poor. I remember I was in the Detroit airport because I had to fly out of there to England. Yeah. And I fucking, oh, I had to, I had no money, so I'm like, well, I'm gonna overdraft my bank account. And then I remember my bank called me, and they're like, "Are you in Detroit?" Like, you know, the bank was in Buffalo, so they're like, "We think we have fraudulent activity on your account. Yeah. Seems like you overdrafted 
your account in Detroit. I go, I'm not in Detroit. And they're like, oh, we'll change it right away. I'm like, Pfft. and then I flew across. <laughs> then I flew across the ocean. Brilliant. That's so clever. And then I never went back to that bank again. I opened another account. Yeah, but you didn't. No, I never went back. MT Bank, they still they still want their $150, I think, or whatever. Uh, that's a that's a Panthers problem. It's fine with MT Bank Stadium. They made back that money yeah. with the, it's fine. It's all good. Isn't that crazy? Uh, the Panthers have MT Bank and so do the Ravens. Oh no, or are wait, you saying oh, no yeah. the bank the pan the Ravens are MT Bank yeah, and the Panthers yeah, are I'm Bank wrong. of America? That's the one. That's yeah, it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Get my bank no, that's sponsorship okay. No, yeah, yeah. It's all right. MT Bank is in Buffalo too, very prominently. Uh, but yeah, they're also in Baltimore. I forgot about that. Would there be a Would there be a sponsor that you would be angry at the Bills getting for their new stadium? Would there be a sponsor that, like, if if they named it's the stadium after that one, you like would, Buffalo you Wild would Wings. be like, I don't want to go in there because it's that. Company. Well, that's the thing. They'll never because they don't. They really don't make the Bills don't make that much money from the naming rights of their stadium. It's just for whatever reason. Maybe they will now that they're getting more. Well, prime time games probably they'll i suppose no because they're not putting a roof on it so they can't host a super bowl there because they did right, it in new never. york obviously but you and also there's other there. um criteria that the but that buffalo will never meet like the hotels per capita the, yeah and the london game kind of you have to give up a home game as well and there's a lot of other stuff to take place as well if you yeah know. we did that a lot with toronto already but that was also just for more revenue when we were a fledgling because we had no prime time games, so we didn't get that TV, that sweet, sweet TV revenue. But um, yeah, I don't think there would be. I mean, unless it was named something stupid, like like I hate that there's like a slushy king arena in like New Orleans, you know what I mean? And like even the Superdome, they just changed it. I keep well, it's Caesars, I get it because it's like a casino, it's like a betting thing. That makes sense, but I keep forgetting that it's not little caesars i'm like yeah because that's a that's a detroit hockey the, team the arena king. it's like the little caesars arena you're like this is gross i don't want to be called slushy king or if there was a bank i mean banks are evil we all know but at least there's some like panache to that you're like yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit upmarket. yeah like right now the bills thing is so nonsense high mark stadium it's like that's an ins- health insurance. It's Blue Cross, like the insurance company. It's like a faction of them. It's and before that, it was New Era, and they never paid their bills. So it's like the the thing is not. I, I mean, Barstool even joked about that they could afford the naming rights, and they could, and but the bills have this like not ethics thing. It's like uh, we can we don't pick things that besmirch the it's bills pub- or public the, money as well, right? So right. Maybe. There's surely surely it. you want to get like the minute made juice arena so you can link it to <laughs> to the great running back that that, that would be fun that would be fun. i wouldn't even i didn't even think of that i mean they would do something like that where everyone would be like oh okay like when they made it the new era field when it was like the cap we're calling it the cap now or like i don't know ralph it was just the ralph wilson stadium for yeah. most and then before that it was rich stadium and rich products was just like a local buffalo company that like did food distribution so even Highmark is like a local version of Blue Shield, like the localized. So it's not, and New Era's headquarters are in Buffalo. So it's always been kind of like, it's not that big of a thing that like huge companies are coming along trying to pay for it, you know? Do you reckon there'd be enough Buffalo fans? And of course, you mentioned the economy of Buffalo is not exactly booming. But do you reckon if you got enough of the Bills fans together, like the Packers do, you could get the stadium rights as the Bills Mafia Stadium? Oh, I'm. 
I'm sure that that funding could come uh, together and you would like, I don't know if they'd ever put mafia. I mean, they, this is what's crazy. Cause like, I always kind of pushed it. I'm like the mafia thing. Like I get it. I'm not like a prude either. So I don't care that we're calling ourselves that, but the ownership always pushed up against it, oh, you know? Really? And now, and now they've bought it and are making merch off of it. So it's like, yeah. I guess it's, I guess I, I, I should be happy that they've come around, but it's like, it's also kind of gross. They saw other people doing things with it and it becoming a thing. And then that's when they decided to buy it. It kind of was yeah. like a Johnny come lately sort of thing that kind of was like, rub me the wrong way. They do a lot of things that rub me the wrong way, but I, you know, what am I going to do? Um, they're a slave. <laughs> that's know? the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Got you. You never answered, by the way, Josh, when you got in on Alan. We know that when he was drafted, you weren't in on Josh. Oh, I think it was, uh, you know, when it really, I bet money on the bills. I was betting money on the bills all the time because I do that anyways. And I was, there was one game against the Minnesota Vikings. And I think he had come in or maybe it was his first start. I even, I don't know, but he jumped over Daniil Hunter and that was like the moment I go, this guy, what's going on here? And he was bombing it out too. And we beat the Vikings. We were plus 800 to beat the Vikings in the, in the sports book, like yeah. money line wise plus 800. And I put like, I think I was, I was so poor. I put like $4 on the game and I, and I won like enough money to like go out to dinner. And I was like, this guy, Josh, yeah, that was the game that like, I was like, we got to play him every time. Plus Nate Peterman. I was already, I couldn't believe we were playing him. I'm like, get yeah. this guy off of my team. I mean, I'll take nine EJ manuals before if I have to ever see. <laughs> That's a deep cut, isn't again. it? EJ Manuel. Oh, I loved him. I mean, he was the last guy we drafted in the first round before Josh Allen, you know, yeah. quarterback first round. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I don't remember that. So with he was sport- either first round or very like the second pick of the second round, but I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure it was, was like, round. I think it was first round. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's first round. Is that the so, same draft as Geno Smith? As well? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. EJ Manuel and Geno Smith were like two of the heavyweight QBs coming. They were the, the big NFL. ones coming out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Geno Smith until he got his jaw broken for kind of talking wrongly to one of his teammates. Like Geno Smith didn't do anything. half decent. It didn't. IK Empanali. No, he was awful though. Geno Smith. I remember it yeah. was Geno versus EJ and EJ actually looked better for those first two years and then ej got the injury bug and only played like eight games and doug marone was like fucking him over and yeah. but gino was awful the entire time and then he Still was around. like well now he's he's pacified Still to be a backup i don't know i don't know why ej could ej just kept getting hurt but he was a backup for he'd come in in the raiders jack del rio's raiders and get a couple games in but I really think EJ was better than Gino, but Gino just could last longer, like without being hurt. But yeah, IK Empanali or whatever his name was punched him in the face. And that's how Ryan Fitzpatrick found his second life as well. Yeah. I mean, Super he just safe. everywhere Ryan Fitzpatrick went, the quarterback would get hurt and Ryan Fitzpatrick would step in and become the starter there. He'd get like a two year deal off of it or yeah. something. He did well for himself, that boy. Oh, yeah. Got him for the beard as well. I'm waiting for someone to pick him up. I wish he would be on the bills, but we already, for some reason, traded for Case Keenum and also re-signed Matt Barkley back from a couple of Matt years ago. Yeah. He was a little stud coming out of USC, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, he was on our team for a couple of years. He was Josh Allen's boy as his backup, and then he went and backed up uh, Tannehill 
for a season and now we brought them back. I don't know. They're going to have a battle at camp or something, or I don't know if we're going to keep both. Case, I mean, Case Keenum and uh, Stefan Diggs, of course, have the connection of the Minnesota Miracle. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty good backups to have. They're both experienced. Yeah. Play, yeah. Playoff Keenum, games, especially. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a lovely one to have. It's better than Kirk Cousins as well. <laughs> I know. That's like Case Keenum to Kirk Cousins. Like, Kirk Cousins is making more money than everybody under the sun. Oh, yeah. And somehow keeps continuing to start. Case Keenum was doing, I think, better than Kirk Cousins ever did on the, but I mean, I Thank guess. Thank you, Josh. I don't understand. I've been waiting for someone else to talk sense on this podcast about Kirk Cousins for years. Now I, I don't you. understand what is going on. I, I mean, he got, I say, God bless him. He's making what, $43 million this year? He's, yeah, he's, I mean, he is the richest guy to just breeze through mediocrely but then everyone's like well look at his touchdowns look at his i'm like yeah but they haven't done anything like i don't know it's yes yeah where where's the results in the win column i mean it just yep. and i know okay the def- the defense was great under mike zimmer for for case keenum enough to like have case keenum now they have like all these people delvin cook they have Thielen. Justin I mean, sure, they lost Stefan Diggs, but Justin Jefferson was Jeff. Justin Jefferson. Basically, they traded Stefan Diggs for Justin Jefferson because yeah. he's the draft pick that they got for Stefan Diggs. It's not really was, that much either. That's what I'm good. saying. It's Let's like an upgrade. Perhaps. Yeah. Like, I love. I look at it as a, a thing that always frightened me because I was like, I'm always going to compare Justin Jefferson to Stefan Diggs, Diggs mm-hmm. as long as he's on the Bills because it's like we could have just kept that draft pick and drafted Justin Jefferson. Cost you a lot less as well. Exactly, and we could have maybe had more to play with for longer. Hindsight's twenty twenty. No, sure, of course, but I, uh, I'm just saying. So, obviously, the Vikings have things, and Kirk Cousins comes along, and it's like, can you get in the wild card game at least, pal? I mean, (laughs) it's it's like you're reading my mind, Josh. It's literally like you're reading my mind. He's won like one game in prime time. And I think he did win a playoff game, but it took forever. He did win a playoff game, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I, mean, I mean, out of on. and think of all the bags he's gotten: franchise tag, franchise tag. Yeah. For some reason, the Vikings are like, you know what? We could pay Case Keenum for a little couple more years, just a little bit of money. No, we're gonna throw bags at Kirk Cousins and just do a lateral move for. And then now he's not even like restructuring his deal. He's gonna get forty-three million guaranteed this year. Yeah. He's the highest paid quarterback in the league this year. Can you Guaranteed imagine him. that? It's hard to process that amount of money now, isn't it? Like, I, yeah. I mean, it's, it isn't, it isn't, but yeah, I don't relate to it. But I, I mean, you go, no. you think about it though, and he's making that kind of money versus like, look at, I mean, he's making more than everybody. Like, think of the best quarterback in the league and he's making more money than them. Is that, yeah. Yeah. It's just like the weird way the math lined up. It's, kind of criminal like, <laughs> like, like... He, he saw his chance though in a he was the best qb in a free agency where there were teams that were going to be desperate to get qbs who um, else was uh in that one there was some other qbs wasn't there in that free agency he, class i think he was like head and shoulders he was the diamond you look at the, the numbers field, yeah. like it was just he he had the consistency he had the touchdowns and he, he had, had the, Kyle shanahan he had sean mcveigh the ability to hold on to the yeah. football without giving it up that's the other thing that you get with cousins he doesn't give the ball away so while he may not go out and win you the game, he's not going to be the reason why you lose it with turnovers. But and teams is... love seeing a quarterback that doesn't give up turnovers. But what it be? But is there a product? It's what is it? It's like he's just going three and out all the time. I mean, what is yeah. he? I mean, he's not doing something. 
but it's still like over 4,000 yards and 30 plus touchdowns. Oh, but Jameis Winston had 5,000 yards. Does that make him a good QB? No, I I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't, but I'm just saying, like, I guess I'm asking what I'm, what am I missing here? Cause it's like, well, it's what Kirk Cousins is missing, basically, because we all see the exact same thing. And there's just one last shred of his game and that's the ability to go out and find more victories than he has been able to at this point right there's no risk is he is he playing like better in garbage time is he get i want to i'm curious to know how many of these touchdowns came in garbage time where it's just like all right we're down 20 points and i got a touchdown or whatever the case may be you know what i mean so that was the uh the argument against Dak prescott the year that the cowboys were losing by 25 points every game for like the first six or seven weeks and they're like oh look he's on to break all these records it's because he was down by 25 28 points the other team thought well we're gonna coast and win this but dallas somehow came back because he was just throwing for yards and yards and yeah exactly does that make him a good qb no because if that if you're a decent team one you you defense does something to try and stop that team getting that lead but also as an offense you don't wait till the second half starts before you start playing so i could pick 10 quarterbacks that i would want in a clutch moment over kirk cousins who are getting paid dog shit and some of them i bet i could pick more than that i bet i would even pick some backups i would want in a clutch position he's just not like the clutch the clutch factor is not there for him i don't see it i don't know what it is that's that's just the, uh, that's the Jimmy Garoppolo thing as well though. That's why you know that's he's got he's fine he's good. The difference is is that Cousins landed in a in a free agency market that was suddenly willing to make because hadn't they just raised, oh sure they just raised the cap ceiling as well that year I think so there was mm-hmm. even more money available on the table for people and then he went and got a guaranteed money contract. Oh yeah, I'm not blaming the, the right guy time. for getting the bag. I'm not yeah, blaming. I never blame that. Yeah, but the, the Chase money... Daniel, another guy. I mean, that guy he never was he played. <laughs> he played four games or something like that in Sam, his life. Sam Bradford he's... got paid like yeah. Oh, he was, yeah. His, his rookie contract was the trouble there. He got paid. Well, yes. off the bat. Mm. Sam Darnold or uh, what's his name? Sam Bradford was the lucky gentleman who was riding off those like Jamarcus Russell rookie contracts where their yeah. teams could just pay whatever they want, and now they. To thankfully change that because that would be insane. I mean, I that like, would have just I love got how you picked the other terrible rookie quarterback. To, to well, that's what really set the wheels in motion. I mean, they they changed the after they saw what happened to, with Jamarcus Russell and how he more or less committed highway robbery against a team. They were like, we got to change these rookie deals to be mm-hmm. structured yeah. a different way. And then Sam Bradford just kind of like the door closed behind him. He's like, whoop. I got in, thank God. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he got a, a really good second contract though as well. Well, you have to. You can't Eagles? you're not gonna get a deduction in pay if you're a starter. I mean, because he was a part of those blockbuster trades. I mean, yeah. yeah. So they had to pay him some money and they had to go higher. I had to give him some kind of raise, you know. Yeah. So I mean, when you're starting out at a pretty high place, you're only gonna do better, you know. Yeah, very true. So you mentioned your uh, your sports betting, Josh. We do bets every week on this podcast. We choose six teams and put them all together as a parlay, and we've had uh, not great success. I'm not going to lie. Well, sixteen parlays. I mean, come on. It's tough. I mean, the last two years have been almost impossible to pick them because every week underdogs, at least three or four underdogs, are winning every single week. So you pick those, you're on to a winner, but not very often. You got to do four. How many of you hit four at a time? I mean, that's got to happen. In the playoffs this year, I hit four as well. Yeah, four is a easier thing to accomplish. I feel in six. I sometimes do. I'll do three team parlays, and even that, like I'll literally bet 
money on three team parlays well, hoping Dave, and I how, many, still... how many team parlays were you doing by the end of the season because Dave decided uh, to give himself I... punishments for failing in bets so he'd knock it so you do off. one down yeah yeah I started oh, I going I went I started staircasing down from six to five to four to three and then did I get I got a two didn't I and then and then, then you then you went to three and you lost and then you lost and then the two then I got you a lost bit a weird one. and went back up to six because you lost a one, so you had to go back up to six. I think I was trying to, I was trying to like regain you guys' respect because you, yeah. you, you yeah, weren't didn't, really didn't enjoying the staircasing. It. So <laughs> no, it kind of went against the, the grain yeah. of what we're doing. But yeah, so what what do you tend to bet on? You more of a win? You more of the the spread? More point totals? I am a plus scores. sign poppy. I love underdogs. I bet underdogs if I sniff them out. I look at the board and I if I like an underdog, I bet that mostly. I'll always bet the Bills. So I usually like what I'll 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 do like a, a full board bet where I just go through the games and I go I like this I like this I won't bet it if it's a favorite I just right. I'm not one of those nickel and dime guys where I do those two because when I lose that it like hurts more to me for some yeah, reason than yeah, yeah. throwing a, a hail mary at a underdog so I look through I look look at all the underdogs I like I'll do that and then in each slate I'll do a parlay and yes. some of, sometimes I'll take like a good team from that and put it with uh, one of the underdogs I'm rooting for uh, or one of the better odds ones at least. And I'll parlay that and I'll parlay an afternoon game, two afternoon games. And then for primetime games, I like to take hopefully the underdog or just whom I like in the, in the over or under than the point total. I'll do the parlays of those. And so I was doing good on like Sunday night football. I was hitting my parlays and that would like cover my week. I would do that a lot, but yeah. And then I would hit an underdog here and there, but the three bets that I made in college football, I made two, three team parlays in college football and the odds were so crazy. Cause they were all underdogs yeah. in each three team parlay. And I did it twice. And each time it was like plus 4,000 something. And I would bet 20 bucks on it and it would just be like, it would pay for the rest of the bets for the rest of the year, no matter That's what. what you want. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's what we have with ours. So our 16 bets, I mean, these two um, jokers only put one pound on it. I have gone to five pounds because when you get the 200 to one kind of bets, it covers not just your week's bets, but also a nice little holiday or something. Yeah. So it's it's a good way of trying to make it worthwhile. And even if you don't win for one or two seasons, eventually when you do get it, it should pay off all the rest of the stuff for the couple of years. Yeah, there's gambling. every gambling more man more ever, of yeah. a problem. Hey, I'm just looking for some <laughs> tips. That's what I'm looking for. I, uh, I went to Vegas. I fucking, I forgot to cash my, I have to like wait till I go back to cash these, but these are my sweet 16 bets. I put... Uh, uh, well, I, I did a hockey bet here and I bet 48 bucks. This was, uh, just a over under parlay two overs. And I put down 48 bucks and I got back, you know, 200 to one odds on that. Hey, hey. Oh, on this one, I got, uh, I bet UNC to win. They were an underdog plus 120, 25 bet, 25 bucks. Got me 55 bucks. Uh, then I did UNC parlayed with the uh, under, and twenty five bucks got me one hundred and ten on that one. Hey, hey, and then I did St. Peter's. I don't know if you know anything about college yeah, basketball. What's going on there? They've been everywhere. The, the Parrots, isn't it? Yes, the the Peacocks, the first the first ever fifteen team to make it to the Sweet Sixteen, and then also the Elite Eight. And once they, I 
I bet them to go to the sweet 16 and I can't believe I got that one. And I'm like, well, I got to keep going until they lose. So I bet them to go to the lead eight. And that, that was this one. I bet yeah. only I had $17 left and it got me $120. So nice. Oh, good hole. Yeah, that was a good, but I, I forgot to cash them in because I was too drunk to Josh. fucking, well, I got to, I got to check that out here. I think yeah. you can mail them in. They expire one year after the date of the event. Oh, so Oh, no, I'm gonna definitely. I'm going back in October, so I'll be able no, you to cash, cash, cash them in when you go for the opening night of the draft, and you're doing the live Twitch from the draft. <laughs> I'd love to do that. <laughs> There's two things in April that, and then uh, I've been at the comedy store. Lamb of God has been hanging out there, a metal band, and they're playing with Megadeth on the ninth. And they keep trying. The one guy keeps trying to get me to go, and I'm like, I just was there twice. I can't go back on the ninth of April, but maybe I will for the uh, for the bet slips, but. And then yeah, what go, a town! You got, you got to go back for the Formula One that's been announced for next year. Well, I'm going in October for uh, there's a festival called the When We Were Young Festival or something called like that. It was like all over the internet. Some people are even thinking it's going to be a scam. There's so many bands, but it's like all these emo bands from when like I was in high school. Festival, is it? It'll probably, yeah, maybe it'll be like that. But it'll also be a. I mean, it'll be in Vegas. We're just going to get a hotel in Vegas. So worst case scenario, the concert blows, but we're in Vegas anyway. So there's a million other things to do. Yeah. Which bands? Oh my god! Just every like emo band from the early two thousands that you can think of: Bayside, Hawthorne Heights, like Taking Back Sunday, yeah, My Chemical Club. Romance. Yeah, like yeah. pretty much all that shit. Yeah, every every band. That's awesome. That's gonna. Yeah, be it's gonna be good. wild. Well, I mean, if, if as you say, if the concert blows, you're still in Vegas. But that is, uh, I've not listened to any of those bands in years. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Years. It's been a while. I mean, they're still on my Spotify or whatever. I mean, I I haul them out every now and then, you know, <laughs> reminisce about uh, the good old days. Yeah, but I suppose you needed emo bands watching the bills back then. Oh, yeah. Now you I need mean, to yeah. find something brighter and more. Just living in Buffalo. <laughs> Just living in Buffalo in the wintertime. Yeah. Do you not miss it? Would you not want to go back at some point or I will. I will probably, I'll probably buy a house there at some point. I mean, not if it keeps going like this where they keep getting crazy. I mean, they're going up and up and up. It's like, mm. might as well just keep living in LA, but um, yeah, I'd like to buy a house there someday and have it just for when I'm old or whatever, but What's the I don't, I do miss it. Like out there, Josh. I mean, that's where I started. I mean, it wasn't like, I didn't, uh, there's no show business. I mean, there's a club and, I was, I thought that was going to be as high as I get for the, my entire, I'm like, I'll just do this forever, you know, do this trap. I mean, cause you can still travel about mm-hmm. if you get booked anywhere you want, you know what I mean? You could still do the road from there, but um, as far as in town, there really wasn't anything going on other than the club, but I would, you know, I love that club. I would spend every day there. I'd go up there every day. Good. Boy, in the reps in. Yeah. What are you doing this weekend? Are you are you going to the comedy store or what are you doing? I have a set at the comedy store tomorrow night. Uh-huh. And on Saturday, I don't really have anything. So I'm kind of looking forward to just chilling this weekend. Yeah, I bet your weekends when you have nothing to do must be the just the best things. Yeah, I mean, they're fun. Sometimes I hate it. Sometimes you're like, I should be working. And you're like oh, upset right, that yeah. you're not working. But like, yeah. Uh, but when it's a by choice situation, you know, or when I don't, you know, I have got enough going on where I'm like, oh, cool. I get to chill this weekend. I do enjoy it. Like, I'll be home for the draft and everything. Uh, this month, I get to pretty much, I've been going pretty hard the last two months. 
so this month I get to pretty much chill and I'm kind of excited about it for the time being. We'll talk to me in a couple of days when I'm like crawling up the wall, spiraling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I hate this place. I hate this apartment. I hate this fucking. <laughs> Man, there's there's loads of things. I'm not going to lie. Obviously, uh, we're all fans all through YMH and of course through the Josh Potter show and everything like that. There's loads of things that I'd love to ask you about the kind of LA scene and everything like that. Um, there's two more things that I do. want. I don't really know about it to be quite honest. I mean, I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty fresh in it and I just kind of get sets where I can, but I'm on the road most of the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But um, one thing that I've always wondered is when you made that move from YMH studios to kind of doing your own thing like how did that and i apologize if you've answered this question a million times or anything like that but um like how does that come about and how does that work with like you and tom because obviously you've still got a very good relationship it's not a and I'm, like a bad thing or anything like that but at the same time you've got to kind of say look i gotta go and do my own thing you know well i mean it was more like he came to me and was like you know things are um changing he, like it was basically like the, the scheduling was getting crazy and like for them to expand you know he goes listen you can make good money doing this and i don't have to pay for it and we can just grace like if you put it on your own youtube you start get it going on your own you can make a great deal more money and it won't cost me anything anymore and we can you know mm. move because they had shit going i mean i wasn't doing half a million people like two bears or anything like that mm -hmm. so for him it was more like and then it was the scheduling it would get moved around and things like that for you know obvious higher priorities and i that made all the sense in the world i never complained about it or anything but he was like it's just easier this way you can do your own thing and they had already did the same thing with sickler so mm. they knew they knew that he had spun off and they helped him build that studio they're like go work out of this they basically just like pointed me in the direction of it and like supported it all the way through they're like start pr start promoting your own youtube channel build up the following and then that way when the switch happens you'll have people already promoted on here we'll promote it all that stuff so like and i couldn't even have imagined if i was still on their thing on their channel how it would have worked once they moved. Cause I mean, they were banking things and taping things. Con I mean, the scheduling for them now is absolutely bananas with all the things also coming back as they built the new studio and everything like yeah, that. Yeah. So it just was like a matter of like, for them, it was easier. And then for me, it was also like, Hey, this can be, you can make way more money doing this than you're making mm -hmm. here, you know? So yeah, it's like a smart, um, smart move for everybody in that sense. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like it's weird. It's like one of those things that's like weird to like. How do you you just like you can't like go post that on Instagram? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, an explanation yeah. on Instagram or whatever. And everyone's like, "Oh, there must have been drama or something." And you're like, "No, there's literally no no drama whatsoever." Yeah, it's like a kind of like a discussion. Like, hey, by the way, you know X Y Z X Y. You know, and it's like, yeah, that makes complete sense. For yeah, everybody. I kind of I kind of assumed it was like that. Because sick, I had heard Sickler talk about it on um, the Honeydew, and he was really right. open about it. I think it had Christina on, and they'd talked about it, and he was like so thankful that they'd kind of set him up. And then just yeah, no, of course, because yeah, I mean, and especially he's, I mean, he had about a, 
Like it was like his show happened and then my show took over the Tuesday spot, but not for a while because of COVID and everything, maybe another year. Um, but yeah, he had, he is, he's killing it now. So, I mean, like yeah. he's, he would have never made that kind of money if he would have stayed there and we would have been, we would have made okay money, but it wasn't, you know, even close. And for them, the money that I'm talking about, that's good for me and even sickler is like nothing to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like to say like, well, they could have made that much money for their, it's like, they don't care. It's not worth the overhead of, yeah. you know, yeah. getting the staff there and like the time consumed at the studio to p- pump them out and shoot them and everything like that. Yeah. Nice. Too, as as much as I love the Josh Potter show now as well, I do miss you like teaching us all about female serial killers and stuff when your mom's house. <laughs> oh, it's, sure. It's like the highlight of the show. I, I'm trying to bring that element back again in you know my own show, but you're right. Like uh, I miss doing the segments too. I and I probably if they hadn't moved, you know, might be still be able to do those things. But we've been talking about doing some other stuff and who knows what will happen down the road. I miss, I really do miss any, but I mean, obviously he has a more high profile, not profile job, but like he's the technical director for a major studio now. I mean, I can't to come produce my little show. It's there's no, that's not even something that I would ask of him to do. Uh, I would be like, what are you doing? You know, (laughs) but uh, I do miss working with him very much, but obviously he's, part of very the, busy uh, do, yes never, he's part of the channel there you know i would never say that your production is a is a little thing i mean obviously they're like freaking basically well no I, but, but you know what i'm saying comparatively yeah 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 i mean he is like running a essentially a television network over mm-hmm. there whereas mm-hmm. like with me it's like we're you know we're doing fine but i mean he is like literally uh the technical director of a media entity. It's <laughs> you crazy know? the numbers yeah. now, isn't it? When you think yeah. like like millions of views for these. Yeah, and I mean they this weekly. with the facilities that they just purchased yeah. and are building out, they're going to do some insane things. So yeah. What's um what's in the pipeline for the uh, Josh Potter show? Because I love the during the NFL season, the kind of the the ranking of the running backs with the guests and uh, yeah, I'm going to bring Sarah and chase back for that. I'm sure they'll do that. And uh, maybe we'll come up with a more, a better one. I don't know if you have any ideas, but figure out a new way to do it. You know, it was fun to do it with any, obviously, cause he's like, doesn't care about football at all, but <laughs> either, either do they. So that's why it's so fun. Like they just don't give a shit. So well, we, we'll find another get, way for them. We'll get you on preseason if that's cool. Cause we do. Yeah, uh, for sure. Dave has a game that he likes to play with us, which is very simple. It's just called better or worse. And he gives us the stat line of somebody from the previous year. And you just say whether they're going to do better or not. Oh, I like that. Yeah, no, I'm down. I'm down for any of that. Yeah, it should be better this year because last year we had to jump from 16 games to 17 games. Oh, yeah, that's tough. It screwed the whole thing. So it should be better. Yeah, we don't know how that last game was going to go. That really did screw up. Like that made even future betting on records. You're like, well, well, are they going to like try in that last game now? Or is it what's going to happen? But yeah, so that's that's very true. I like that. I'm okay. I'll definitely come on. I'm okay with it because it gives us the chance to have the Packers in London. And if having that extra game gets the Packers actually coming to London Mm -hmm. to give up a home game, 
I'm all for it. We finally yeah. get to see them. I'm completely. Yeah, sad. I mean, how can we spread the game if they just keep giving you poor people the Jaguars every year? I mean, <laughs> they've just signed a new deal as well German with Wembley. Game, Josh, they're giving them the Bucks. Bucks Come and on. the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Bucks at one point they they that could have been very irrelevant had Brady stayed. Yeah. Uh, true. Mm. You know that might, and the Bucks haven't been. It's still wild that Tom Brady chose of all teams the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then he won a Super Bowl. So I guess that goes to show he is the greatest of all time because that fucking franchise is just other than this obsolete. Like nobody's they're irrelevant no matter what other time I feel. You know, although the year before he went there, the defense had taken strides under Todd Bowles, young nucleus of players there had good wideouts and weapons. They draft Tristan Wolfs, and that changes their O line completely. And yeah. they were really just there's only really Jameis Winston's ineptitude away from actually p- making a push Competing. in the NFC South. Yeah. So I can see how he could understand the process of it, and also playing for for BA. Every quarterback that's played for BA has put up numbers and yards, and yeah, that's true, fantastic. So, but I always thought that experience. wasn't his deal. Like when he when he had Bruce Arians, I was like, this guy's gonna th- like. Yeah, Tom Brady a rag arm. I mean, he's going to have him bombing it down the line and everything like that. But I mean, it worked out. Obviously, they won a Super Bowl. But also, like, even when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were in the Super Bowl with Gruden and they had like Warren Sapp and Mark Allstott and, you know, I mean, even the quarterback Brooks was. And John yeah, Lange Derek. Was, even Rose. then, I'm like, irrelevant team. Like, never were. <laughs> One of the greatest. I just go, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. Just I go. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, no one cares about them. And maybe because, like I said, they're so far, they're just like on another moon. They're in the NFC South. I mean, Brad Johnson at QB was never very sexy, was he? No, that was the other thing, too. That was probably, that was like right before I really got obsessed with football. And that Super Bowl did not help spread the game to my heart because I remember that Super Bowl being a snooze fest. The Raiders. Yeah, very gross, especially for us in the UK. We have to stay up till four o'clock. In the- I mean, we've been so lucky in the last few Does years. Does it that- start at four o'clock in the morning? No, it uh, kicks off like at 11. half 11. Yeah, half 11 at night. It's obviously at night. That's that's fun. I don't know if I, I think that's kind of cool, actually. It's like because it is a six o'clock. It's early here. I don't like how early it is here. Six o'clock. You go Super Bowl's at six. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I that's know, I, early I, I and then in la it's even earlier it's like i feel like it's three here in la was it three am i yeah, wrong yeah, about it was that like mid-afternoon i really liked that though in la because you got out and you still had the evening and so like, that's true no three o'clock's different six o'clock is the wrong time yeah six yeah, o'clock that's awkward, is isn't it yeah it's in the it's in a weird spot but three o'clock is you're right. I do like that because then you could go out afterwards too. Mm, yeah, and, and you it's like day like, drinking. Yeah, morning beers and stuff like that in preparation. Yes, for three o'clock is fun. Whereas in it's the like UK, a, yeah. it's it's dangerous if you do a day session before the Super Bowl. Like you As have to remember we know, that very close you, to us did. When you no, you got to do it after. But then you four o'clock in the morning it finishes. Bedtime. You're leaving the pub at like three, so then you got to crash out, hit the hay kind of thing. So you've really got to just pace it perfectly. And then get to the pub and remember you've still got another like five hours of drinking at the pub when you get there at 11. That's true. That's tough to like really have like a real deal Super Bowl experience with it at being at that time. Because like I would do because I think of it more like when I lived on the East Coast, there's like West Coast hockey games would start at 11 and it'd be fun to like your boys come over. 
you're all just in like PJs and you get like a pizza and you just get real high, like that kind of party, like a chill party. <laughs> you know, like afterwards, you, afterwards you play like Mario Kart, but you're in this like dungeon yeah. of a basement watching yeah. <laughs> like the flames play the Canucks. You're like, all right. Yeah, that's fine. Or like the Sabres are over there for the you're like playing in the playing Anaheim or something. You're like, all right. Yeah. We'll just chill and like meet up and then we'll all pass out at some point, you know, sleepover style. Yeah. It's, uh, but I want you. I want Super Bowl. You gotta like, you you know, have a rager. I mean, yeah. There's you've got to have plenty of decent food and plenty of you know crap light beer, and that'll get you through. That's the best thing about light beer as well. Is it's so weak. It just oh, that's my favorite part. I mean, I can do. I can drink a thousand of them, and I feel like I write as rain, even though I'm <laughs> blackout probably on stage doing an hour of comedy. <laughs> Man, I think uh, I think that's the perfect place to leave it this evening, man. Because I know these boys have got real, real jobs in the morning to get to sure. and everything, bud. But um, look, this was a blast. This was so fun. We've all been really excited about chatting with you again. And, yeah. Uh, Thank yeah. you. Yeah, let me know anytime. I love to come on. It's oh, perfect awesome. time for me. It's lunchtime here for me. So when well, we you, started, so you'll have to do a day session with us when we're having a few evening beers. Like when we've had Shane Vereen on, we've uh, he he got us drinking for like tequila. <laughs> three hours damn no i will i'd love to (laughs) yeah if i'm on doing a podcast during the day tend not to have things going on at night so nice let me know i'm around well look josh where can everybody find you quickly twitter instagram and of course the josh potter show as well right yeah the josh potter show on uh youtube and uh you can just type that it comes out every tuesday uh 6 a.m pacific time so i don't know what that is over 2 p.m. There. Yeah. 2 p.m. Perfect. Lunchtime for y'all. And then uh, if you follow along on at J uh, underscore Potter on Twitter, at Josh underscore Potter on Instagram, it'll be all there for you. And you can get links to everything, shows. Uh, find out when I'm coming to the UK. Uh, hopefully I get to do that soon. That'd be fun. And uh, link to the Patreon, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. you can get it all there. Thanks so much for having me. Let's go, Bills. Right.